Hi, everyone. This is Anthony Diaz with The Pop Health Show. And the show is for anyone that has a strong passion for health in the world, for making other people healthier, no matter what you do, if you've set a intention and a determination that, hey, I'm going to get up every morning. I'm going to work in a field where I make other people healthier, whether it's through investments, through leaving a hospital, insurance companies, you have a yoga studio, or you just nudge people every single day to do the right thing at the right time. Um, even if it's just a family member, this show is for you. Most importantly, I'm really excited to have on the show today, Daniel Ivory. Daniel is the co-founder and managing partner at Mindset Ventures. He's in Sao Paulo, Brazil. He's doing a lot of interesting stuff in the space. He's voting with his dollars, but I'm not going to steal his thunder. Daniel, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Anthony. Thank you so much. Great, great. Well, Daniel, great to have you on the show. We love getting perspectives from different people that are touching healthcare in different ways. Obviously, you guys are doing it from an investment standpoint and have a global perspective, you know, which is really I'm excited to kind of hear what you guys are up to. But most importantly, I'm interested in your background and, and kind of your origin story. Maybe transport us back and take us back to, you know, where where you started and kind of the series of events that have led you to where you're at today. Okay, cool. Uh, uh, very happy to be here. So, so I started my my career mostly at consulting. So I was doing strategic consulting uh, here in Brazil for a big uh, management consulting company, uh, helping mostly multinationals with their strategic planning and a little bit of M and A as well. Um, and then I started to get involved with uh, entrepreneurs back in 2009, 2010, something like that. Uh, Endeavor, a big, you know, not-for-profit organization. Uh, they're very strong here in Brazil. They invited me to mentor some of the startups. So I was there, you know, mentoring uh, some entrepreneurs and kind of fell in love with that, really enjoyed the opportunity to help other, other people that were trying to, you know, uh, get the companies from the ground and, and establish their businesses. So I started helping these companies. Then I started uh, mentoring for other accelerators here in Brazil. Uh, after that, I started teaching in, in one of the main uh, management uh, business schools here in Brazil. And then uh, suddenly I realized that I was dedicating a lot of my time to, you know, dealing with entrepreneurs and helping startups uh, and, and decided to actually focus my time and my career on that. Uh, and I thought that, you know, doing that through a fund would be the best uh, way to go. So I raised my first fund back in 2011, 2012, uh, called Grid Investments. And the idea was to do investments early stage, like seed investments here in Brazil, and uh, to be very hands-on on the approach and help the companies uh, build their strategy and, and their go-to-market uh, plans. So when I started, it was interesting because uh, Brazil is a very... Uh, how can I say, uh, it was not a mature ecosystem back then. It was like five or six venture capitalists at a country, which is a big country. So you can imagine mm -hmm. it's really not a lot. And I was trying to push on the early stage and help these companies uh, be successful. So it was a very good experience. Uh, we did some investments. Uh, we did some exits. So the results were pretty good. Um, and then uh, at the end of 2014, we got awarded here in Brazil by uh, an award that Microsoft was sponsoring. Uh, we were awarded the best fund in, in Brazil. Nice. Uh, and then because of that, in 2015, uh, the guys at Microsoft invited me to go run their corporate fund here in Brazil. Mm. Uh, and that's that's very interesting because what they build here is like a multi-corporate fund. 
So they brought, you know, several corporations, Brazilian or multinational. So they have uh, like international companies like Microsoft, Qualcomm, uh, and Monsanto and other, you know, Brazilian banks and insurance companies. So all these companies were uh, investors in the same fund. And the fund was investing in early stage Brazilian startups and trying to connect, you know, the new technology to the strategy of this big organization. So that was kind of my role as CEO there to, you know, find startups, do the investments and connect them with the corporates. Uh, so I was leading that. And, and then in, in like kind of end of 2015, beginning of 16, we realized a huge opportunity to start investing abroad outside of Brazil. And then, uh, uh offering these, you know, international startups what Brazil has best, which is the size of the market, the size of the economy. It's a huge uh, consumer economy. Uh, all the companies in the world are, are, are established here somehow. Um, we also have, you know, a very good adoption curve in terms of new users, uh, new experiences for new apps. We have, you know, a big usage in like social medias like Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, etc. So uh, we thought this was a, a great value. So uh, that's how we kind of uh, spin out of this this previous fund and build Mindset Ventures uh, as a complete new fund. And Mindset Ventures, what we do here is we invest in the US and Israel. So we chose these two geographies uh, to start with. And then we, we help the companies expand uh, to Brazil or to Latin America when the time comes. It's not an obligation, it's not from the start, mm -hmm. but it's, you know, it's kind of the added value that you bring to the companies. So we started mid-2016. We have a team here in Brazil, so myself and my other co-founder. Um, we have a partner back in San Francisco, one in Tel Aviv. Uh, we invest, as I told you, only these two geographies. And then uh, we help the company. So now we are finishing the investments from our second fund. Uh, we have a portfolio of around 36 invested companies already. Uh, we do early stage, closer to Series A. Uh, and of course, healthcare, as we are talking here, uh, is one of our main uh, focus areas. So we are doing B2B. Uh, and inside B2B, we are mainly focusing healthcare, fintech, agriculture, education, and cybersecurity. So those are the main areas. Um, and it's been pretty good. So out of these 35, we have already eight or nine already generating, you know, revenues and doing business here in Brazil, uh, mm -hmm. which actually kind of proves our, our, our thesis a little bit. So that's kind of my journey into the, the VC and uh, entrepreneurship world. I love it. I love it. Well, no, great journey. Uh, congratulations on the accolades. And obviously just mostly, mostly important getting, you know, recognized for the work and diligence that you're pioneering in Latin America, in Brazil, in, in this VC space and, and, and cutting across, you know, such a powerful economy that's in Brazil and such a powerful outlet and, and, and foundry opportunity that you're, you're leading the charge on. So really appreciate it. It's a breath of fresh air. I'm interested to see that obviously you guys have, you know, almost, almost like nine investments, right? Or maybe even, you know, a few more in, in process with mindset. When it comes to your healthcare specific investments, you guys have invested in, you know, like imaging and, and companies like Jawbone Health and, you know, Apprentice Health. And, and I, if I'm correct, like on the, on the, the gene side as well, but tell us a little mm -hmm. bit about maybe one or two areas of, of that these, these startups are solving problems in and these these areas that you're excited about maybe one or two areas that you're really excited and fascinated about and, and what problems 
you know, are these, you know, companies solving in this, in these areas. And especially, obviously it's, it's fascinating, you know, they, they, they have a shot at solving these problems in one location in the world, right? It could spread to others. So love for you to speak about, about that, if that's okay. Okay, sure. So, uh, uh, so we have invested uh, already in 35 uh, companies and most of our portfolio is, is concentrated in healthcare, I guess. So mm-hmm. as you mentioned, we have like great companies like Apprentice, Jawbone, uh, Imagine, and Kensai, uh, other great companies. Uh, and I'm, I'm pretty excited about healthcare overall. I would say that two of the areas that really, uh, uh, really uh, we are focusing on are the genomic space. So uh, how, you know, the, the genomic on the, on the software base, how they can leverage everything that has uh, appeared after, you know, the cost of the genomic mapping has really dropped down. So we are seeing that the cost is really now commodity to map your genome. But the problem is that the knowledge of the the doctors and the geneticists and the human has not progressed on the same speed. So you have, you know, uh, a lack of doctors that can really take your genetic mapping and give you some kind of insight that is not, you know, obvious. Uh, and that can really affect your way of life. So mm-hmm. that's a thing that, you know, computers can definitely help you with because the the amount of data, I think, and possible interpretations and research being made every day about that, it's it's totally impossible for a human being to, to be, you know, updated with. So this is one of the things that one of our companies, Imagine, is working with. So they kind of take AI and machine learning to map all the, the, the research that has been done, past cases, etc., and help doctors and geneticists and labs to inter- interpret the genetic mapping of the patients and provide them with, you know, like a decision tree of the interpretation and looking for uh, modifications in your in your genome or mutations or anything that could lead to a different, you know, style of life or healthcare issue or whatever. So mm-hmm. I think the, the genomic space is is amazing and and lots of things will be happening there, especially now uh, if you're considering CRISPR and and all this gene editing stuff. So Mm -hmm. I think there's a whole new world there to be explored. So that's that's one area. The other area I can say also using, you know, uh, machine learning, big data, etc. But more on the usage of data. So you see that the, the amount of data that is generated every year in the healthcare system, it's unbelievable. Uh, probably the biggest in the world and and we are getting to an era now with the new computers that you're finally able to interpret that and deliver insights to whoever you want by being patients or doctors or hospitals so using this kind of tools uh, like big data processing machine learning nlp to interpret all this data and give insights i think that's really powerful because you're just giving sense to all this data that has been there accumulated for for decades so we have a company in, uh, based in Seattle called Kensai that's doing pretty awesome doing that. So they are they go to the hospitals, they take you know all their data, they take a, a little bit of uh, uh, data from 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 the crowd as well from the the population, from insights on the demographics, and 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 correlating that with the data that you have on the on the on the history of the patients on the the procedures etc you can provide better treatment and better recommendations to your patients to the usage of equipments in hospitals etc and they are and just one example that they are just not operating in the us so they're based in seattle already operating in asia uh starting pilots in europe 
Uh, Imagine also is operating in Israel, but now in the US as well. So these companies are, can really go international very quick because we see that the the language that you speak on the healthcare sector is pretty much the same. Um, so yeah, I don't want to take too much time, but those are two areas that I'm really excited about. And if you take, for instance, Job on Health, uh, what they are doing uh, is also the usage of machine learning, AI and, and, and sensors in this case to leverage big data from the client. So they're a little bit more uh, B2C from the start. So they collect uh, insights and data from, from the crowd, but then you provide them with a big data and a backbone of nurses and doctors and etc. to give you uh, a support for your healthcare uh, and to provide you with recommendations on taking a healthier life, etc. So mm -hmm. it works a little bit more on the prevention than just waiting for, for someone to be sick and go to the doctor, which we know costs a lot to the healthcare system and to the insurers, mm -hmm. etc. Yeah, no, Daniel, this is great. It's it's very fascinating as well. You know, it's interesting. You know, I talk to a lot of different healthcare VCs. I've met with a lot. And some will even come and say, you know, our healthcare portfolio is very in sync. Or some will say, you know what, we're trying to round it out. What's really interesting is that your healthcare investments have a, a combination power to them. So that if the technologies of the image analysis, the workflow management, the prediction side that you guys are investing in, the crowdsourcing side, right, or the, the, the crowd intelligence side, the gene side of, of you know, the genomics, you know, all these pieces working together could pave the way for an interesting future, right? If these, all these companies or these services were together and were aimed, it's just, it's, I guess it's exciting to me, um, the impact it can make on a population. And then, you know, it can be streamlined for going to market in other countries in Latin America, you know, US and beyond Israel, etc. But Daniel, tell us a little bit about the future, according to what you see. You know, maybe it's some of your current investments coming to fruition and getting market saturation and household name status. Um, but tell us a little bit about the future of healthcare, according to Daniel, the way that you see it. So, very good question. I think uh, uh, so. We are seeing some things that are really being. Uh, uh, impacted by AI and I think you know the power of AI and big data will really will really change it in a in a in a big way so if you take for instance uh, one of our companies that we recently invested called Dia uh, from Israel so they are using AI to help you know doctors or nurses uh, interpret uh, ultrasound uh, exams right so they have to so if you do like a exam ultrasound exam in your heart you need to measure the uh, the thing, so you use AI to do that and makes it much more productive. So if you scale that up to the future, and if you look some years ahead, you probably see AI uh, replacing some some of the more, you know, uh, how can I say, more automatic functions in the healthcare system. So now you need, you know, doctors or nurses or technologists to operate machines to give a result on a specific exam, etc. And all of that, if you take, you know, big amounts of data and you have a good benchmark and you have very strong parameters and AI, you can really automate all that system. So mm -hmm. you probably see healthcare, first of all, being more efficient, um, more efficient meaning uh, usage of time uh, of doctors and patients and hospitals and etc. That's one. Uh, more efficient in the usage of uh, assets because you don't you're not going to need uh, a lot of machines anymore 
and very expensive ones in hospitals to do thousands of exams because you you're going to be able to do those those exams at home and even if you go to the hospital to do that it's going to take you uh, much less time to have a, a diagnostic so I think the resources overall will really be lowered and, and be, be more productive for the overall population and thus more accessible, etc. Mm. Uh, second, I think the, the, the doctors uh, will become even more specialists, right? Because the, the amount of knowledge and data is so big that you really need to be specialized in taking part of this data to, to you know, diagnose how this can affect the life of a patient. So. I think the usage of you know data science etc into the medicine will be even higher and doctors will need to take care of that and be specialized in that somehow uh, and i also think that you know um, there's this trend of working more on on the prevention side i think that's a trend that's irreversible so everyone is trying to look for prevention instead of waiting for problems to happen because everyone knows it costs a lot to the system and is also worse for the patient so uh, this will continue to happen, uh, uh, maybe at a, at a better uh, pace now that we have, you know, all this technology is coming to life. And one of the things that can really change the world, I think it's the, the thing about CRISPR and gene editing. I'm, I'm really excited about that because I think this can really, you know, change healthcare and it's a way that probably uh, will take some, some, some bad diseases out of the system very soon, uh, which will then, of course, I don't want to take too much time but if you take you know cancer alzheimer and if you start taking these these things out of the system you really start to uh, quickly increasing the the life expectancy of humans and that has a whole impact of the natural resources and all that so that's probably going to change the world in 20 30 years from now i guess i love it i love it now such a such a symphony of uh, of and coordination of technologies and services that you guys are obviously investing in um, and have some strong you know theories and theses behind but are just making these companies are making some incredible incredible traction and you know you're not alone in these investments you know you're syndicating these deals with with some other across the world and some great health organizations that they have you know as clients insurance companies they have as clients and exactly. so really exciting the coordination that that that's happening right now and it's it's exciting to see your leadership in this area, Daniel, and, and your firm's leadership, of course, right? And um, so, oh, this has been great. Um, let me ask you, what would be a good way for our listeners to get in touch with you if they'd be interested in engaging with you? And then, you know, also, obviously, there's there's startups, there's companies that are looking to commercialize and expand into Brazil and Latin America. And so, not sure if you have any processes, like, on your, on your website to, you know, apply or engage, but what would be a good way to, to connect with you and your organization if, uh, if people would like to do so? Of course, so our website is, is pretty much, co much complete. So you have, you know, you can see all of our portfolio in each area by country. You can see the co-investors, etc., etc. If you want to keep in touch, there's a form there so you can perfectly feel that. Uh, we're going to see and try to answer everyone. And also feel free to add me on LinkedIn and send me direct messages. I always try to respond to everyone. My pleasure to be connected. Fantastic. Fantastic. Daniel, first of all, thank you for sharing your story with us, um, what you're passionate about, and then sharing with us your vision of healthcare uh, in the future. We'd love to have you back as as you make more, more investments in this space and see some of these services become 
to fruition and grow even more than what they're growing today. Um, so this has been great. Um, to our listeners out there, again, this is the Pop Health Show, and the show is for anyone that has a strong passion for making people healthier in this world. Daniel, thanks again. Thank you so much. Thank this you was so great. much, Anthony. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Much Thank appreciated. You. It was great. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks.